What's up, buds? What's up? BJ, Oon, Daryl bring to you Buds Watch Wrestling. I'm BJ. And I'm Daryl, and this week we watched wrestling. Some of it. Well, yeah. Some of it. I watched a lot of good wrestling. Yeah, the good wrestling. All the good wrestling. Not that shitty main roster stuff. We started off the week watching Dominion, yeah. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Such a fun fucking show. Yeah, we show. talked about that last week and mm-hmm. and uh, told you buds about it and we watched it and it was fucking amazing. It was. And I mean, right out of the gate too. First match being Moxley and Shota. Mm-hmm. Fucking such a good match. Decent, like, decent match. It wasn't, you know, spectacular, but the end was... Amazing. I was going to say the ending of it and the um, the post-interview mm-hmm. was fucking amazing. Did you see the post-interview? Oh, yeah, yeah that sure. was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Moxley, yeah, picks up Shota, carries him back, does a whole interview with him, like, on his shoulder, making him hold his belt. Like, it was really well done. My favorite part of it was um, when John Moxley got the mic and said he had a message from Cincinnati, Ohio, and you hear some people in the crowd go, Ohio! Because apparently that mm-hmm. is a Japanese greeting. Yeah. And they thought they were being polite and returning the greeting to Moxley, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I didn't know I at did the time. I just thought they were repeating Ohio. Right. Just I thought there was like... Two random chicks in there from Ohio or something. Ohio! <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was cool. Was. Um, yeah, the post thing was dope, and he was like, he was like, can you drive? Of course you can drive. You'll be fine. And yeah. It's pretty dope. Uh, after that, we had um, uh, Shingo Takaji defeating Shatohisha Ojima. Yep. And that was pretty fun. It was Takaji fun. was 97-1 in New Japan. Mm-hmm. And Ojima hadn't won a match since 2017. Oh. Hold on. Also, Moxley said that he wants to be in the G1. I said that. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Because then Shingo also wants to be in the G1. Yeah, that's now that I didn't say. That's true. Right. But you're, I yeah. missed you saying that. Yeah, I said that before the Ohio part. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But yeah, he wants to be in the G1. Because Ohio. Right, which is like, we'll keep getting. I'm there. excited for the G1 this yeah. year because we get, that'll we'll finish that up when we get to the last one. But like the longer this match went, the better it got, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. Um, this was one that I wasn't excited about that much going into it. Yeah, and they instantly made me be like, "You should be ashamed of yourself for not being excited for this match." Um, yeah, it's good times. I mean, after the match Shingo had with. Osprey, like yeah, I was. Shingo's awesome though. Mm-hmm. There's a reason he's 97 and one in yeah. Japan right, right now. Right, I guess 98 and one after this win. Yes. Um. After that, we had Jushin Thunder Liger and Yoshihashi defeating. That's right, defeating mm-hmm. Minoru Suzuki and Zack Saber Jr. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. No. But that was still pretty cool. I yeah. kind of liked the match. I think I think Jushin's gonna get quite a few wins under his belt in the next what six months, seven months, just because I mean that's it. He's yeah. done after this supposedly. Yeah, at the Tokyo Dome, he's he's done hanging it up. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I figure they'll let him get a few wins on the way out. Yeah, agreed. But I wonder who he goes out against at the dome. I don't I, know. I think he should take on Osprey. That could be fun. 
be fitting for right and put Osprey over as well. Yeah. We'll talk more about him a little bit later. Yes. Uh, The next match after that, we had a six-man tag match where we saw the team of Juice Robinson, super sexy Tanahashi, Mm -hmm. stupid sexy, not super, stupid sexy Tanahashi, and Taguchi. Well, it's really both. That's true. He is super Super. and stupid sexy. Yeah. Uh, And they defeated the Bullet Club team of Chase Owens, Jay Mm -hmm. White, and Ishimori. Um... Chase Owens is one of those guys that just, like, something about those multi-man matches, he just Mm -hmm. understands where he needs to be at all times. Like, he's never out of place. He never seems to miss a spot. Like, I don't know. The more and more I watch him in these multi-man matches, the more I think he could have a good tag team run with somebody if they set a solid tag team and let him, you know, build some chemistry with another guy. Right. I don't know who you'd want to team Owens with from the Bullet Mm -hmm. Club. I mean, I can see with Ishimori, honestly. I just think Ishimori's capable of more things on the solo side. Jay White, obviously. Obviously. Uh, But that was a good match, too. I enjoyed that match. Um, I I actually kind of expected the Bullet Club to take the loss on this one, and they did, so... Mm -hmm. Um, This was, I mean, almost my favorite match of the night. The Never Open Weight Championship. Yeah. Between... (laughs) It's right. Tai Chi and Ishii. Yeah. yeah. Damn, this dude. This match was a fun fucking match. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably my favorite, one of my favorite never open weight championship matches in the entire time I've been watching New Japan. Yeah. And honestly, well, we'll get to him again. I wanted, I think we talked about it last week, wanted Osprey to go after this title too. Yes. Because that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we saw the IWP Tag Team Championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa defeated Evil and Sonata. Yeah, I like Tama. He's such a good guy. Like, just saying. I like both of He's them. He's a good guy. I like them both. But right. Yeah. Tama. Um, after that, we had... I wasn't expecting this at all. Shibata shows up. You know why Shibata was there, BJ? Uh, I do. Why was he there? Because he has like a new protege, or isn't that what it was? And then it is uh, none other than Kenta, mm-hmm. which is fucking dope. Yep. Or Hideo Tommy for all you WWE fans out there. Well, NXT and 205 Live. The last fans. time I saw him on 205 Live, most of the people were like filing out of the crowd. Mm hmm. That was one of the biggest pops of the night when Kenta walked out. Oh, yeah. Because he can finally what the be actual Kenta. star he is, and they're yeah. going to let him be him. He is. And, it's and, awesome. and he also announces that he's going to be in the G1. So fucking, like... Fucking awesome. These matches are going to be amazing. I don't know when the announcement is for who's all in it, but I'm stoked for that. It's going to be hear. soon, I mean... Because We're I less mean, than a month out from the we start got those of G1. three. I'd love to see Osprey in it. I'd mm-hmm. love to see uh, Ishii mm-hmm. and Suzuki and Zack Saber Jr. And I'd like to see Ishimori in it. Ishi- yeah, Ishimori. Obviously, uh, probably Obushi's going to be in it, and Okada and Naito. And yeah, Naito should be in it. Dragon Lee, possibly. Yeah. Hey, he's one of the next guys too. Yeah. The match of the night, in my opinion. Uh, 
one of the best five wrestlers in the world, Will Ospreay, defeats mm-hmm. Dragon Lee for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. And yeah, this was my favorite match of the night. Um, for sure. These guys threw this down. Was, they did. Um, this was spectacular. <clears throat> and I think... Just go watch it, buds. Yeah, I forget. Uh, Meltzer, I know Meltzer gave this more than... Oh, here it is. Yeah, he gave this five stars. He so, deserved it. And I, yeah, I would five. agree. Yeah, me I too. would agree. Um, I saw one, I don't remember what review I read of this match, but it's basically it described this match as being all of the drugs. <laughs> yeah. It was something like if this match could be described as one drug, that drug would be all of them. <laughs> and then it was like including caffeine or including mm-hmm. sugar or something oh, yeah. like that. Funny too. All the drugs. Yeah. And then, this match was disturbing. (sighs) Naito versus Ibushi for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. That fucking apron spot with his neck. I mean, was scary as shit. It really was. Oh, man. He he needs to stop. Yeah. He needs to slow down a little bit. Like... Someone needs to have the heart to heart with him, like. Like I get how Osprey. else do you follow that Osprey Dragon Lee match? That's not how you do. But not I've by been. almost killing the dude, like. Yeah. But the thing is, they both beat the shit out of each other. There was a few other spots that were just brutal looking. Like yeah. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like that. This yeah. would have been match of the night otherwise, but those things just turned me off enough mm-hmm. that I, I just didn't care for it. No, me either, and. I don't know how he didn't break his neck. I just, I really don't. He no. should be paralyzed or something. It's the hardest fucking part of the ring. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, you should know better, Ibushi. Damn it. Um, and then your main event, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. We saw Okada defeat Chris Jericho. Yeah. And this uh, was still a fun match too. It was. Yeah, um, it was a fun match. The ending was really the notable part. Ta- yeah. Apparently Tanahashi was on commentary this whole time too. Yes, not ours though, because he doesn't. Right, because he's not Kevin Kelly, so right. he doesn't get to be on commentary. Right, or Don Callis. But yeah, then Jericho beat the shit out of Okada, and then Tanahashi came to the rescue. Yes, pretty much setting that up for which will be soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, opening night of the G One, maybe. Yeah. Unless they're both in the G world, unless Tanahashi Tanahashi's in the G1. probably in the G one. I don't know, he's hurt. That's true. I could just see him get yeah, a one off match. It's two months away. True, he could be healed up by then. Yeah, we'll see. Well no, isn't the first night in July? The G one kickoffs is in it? July in LA or some such. Oh. I don't know. Dallas? Somewhere here in the uh, States, I believe. I think Yeah, it it is in Dallas. I know that. I'm pretty sure it's like July nineteenth or some such. I could be mistaken. Maybe it's August 19th. Oh, if you put G1 opening, apparently Transformers G1 was a thing. I didn't know that. (laughs) Today I learned about Transformers, buds. And so did you on Buds Watch Wrestling. Where did we do wrestling talk? Because we watched it. And then we talked about it. Oh yeah, July 6th. Oh shit. That's like two or three weeks. Fuck. Yeah. I thought they did it in August. That's before my birthday. Uh, It's like right before my birthday. I'm doing something on that day. I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons on that day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck. We can put it on in the background. Maybe. I doubt it. 
watch it. I won't either. Yeah. We can watch it the next day. Yeah, we'll watch it the next day. Um, Anything else about Dominion you want? We're going to watch it before. That's true. It's an afternoon show yeah. for us. Yeah. It's a whenever show because it's a three o'clock in the morning show. Right. Yeah. yeah I'll just put it on. Or no, it's going to be in Dallas though. Oh yeah, so it will be. Like, <laughs> I just talked about that. God damn it. Fucker. We suck at things. Um, but yeah. Anything no, else? No, Dominion was, it was good. It was good. It was good. It's very I good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about WWE talk then for the week. Mm-hmm. I did not watch Raw or SmackDown again. Me either. I watched the Firefly Funhouse. Yep. I watched Firefly Funhouse. And I, I watched, watched Ups and Downs. Yeah. You know, this is the first time I can remember Simon giving both shows more downs than ups. And now that he's done mm-hmm. both shows overall ratings, I don't remember him ever doing both shows in the same week as downs. And yeah. everything was down this week. Was- Even from Simon, the most... Like, right. positive, optimistic, happy about wrestling. Yeah. Like, the way he he enjoys things, I wish I could enjoy that simplicity. Because he's just like, good segment, giving it up. And I'm like, well, by itself, it was good. But in the context of everything else, it didn't make any fucking sense, right. Simon. But he doesn't give a shit. <clears throat> no. This wild card rule awesome. is killing everything. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't know who's supposed to be on what show. I don't know. Shane McMahon is supposed to be on all the shows all the time. Yeah, uh, that's the only thing much. I know is he's the biggest way push guy much. in the WWE right now. Yeah, him and Drew McIntyre. <clears throat> I don't, I don't Roman understand. Reigns. And Roman Reigns. And The Miz. I'm tired of The Miz's face run. Yeah. The way they write faces is so shitty in WWE that you can't have good faces in the WWE, right. unfortunately. Yeah, it doesn't make any They're sense. They're doing a, like... A decent job with Seth Rollins' title run, but I'm yeah. comparing that against his last one where he had to play the chicken shit heel for no reason, right. which was dumb as fuck. And he's gonna face fucking Baron Corbin. And he has to face Baron Corbin fuck. again. Who gives a flying? Apparently, fuck. Vince McMahon loves Baron Corbin. I get it, but I don't. No, nope. his dick sucks. <clears throat> I mean, he would be okay, but quit just pushing. Whatever. Um, I mean, the thing is, there's two hundred. There's two hundred guys. Or people on these rosters. And we get seven of them for five hours of Raw and SmackDown. Exactly. And three or four ladies that rotate. Because they do rotate the ladies out. Yeah, that's true. And once in a while, EC3 shows up. Did you see Mm -hmm. the side-by-side GIF of EC3's opening from his first show on NXT compared to... That was fantastic. He looks like whatever. Yeah. He was so excited in NXT. And so not just kind of doesn't care now. Um, the twenty four seven stuff was good this. week. That's true. They keep doing the, a good job with that. They're the really elevator st- this week was pretty funny. Yeah, them all stuck in an elevator, but there was no referee, so no one could do anything. And then yeah, it was really good. Uh, <clears throat> Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, it, was... I'll be honest, I didn't watch it, and it sounded dumb as shit to me. So. Hmm. The, the elevator stuff. Oh, it was it pretty sounded funny. stupid. It was pretty funny. Okay. Um, it was. There were some good, like, one-liners and stuff while they were in there. Fair enough, then. It was funny. Um, <clears throat> and then Firefly Bun House. Was yes, that was cool. Fucking disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, only a little bit. Only a little bit when Bray, you know, killed the fucking rabbit. and It was the clown nose that was the disturbing part. Yeah. Fuck and that. the Chris Jericho makeup. Uh, on his eyes, mm-hmm. just like Jericho. 
Someone I watched something and God, some of these dirt sheet sites, but like stretching saying that this was Jericho. a shot at no, it was a shot at AEW because he did that like Jericho and the mallet looked like dice and <laughs> it's like so fucking stupid. That is pretty dumb. Um, but no, and then and then he ate, he tasted Ramblin' Rabbit's insides. Yes, and then plugged. Jelly, rambling rabbit Ramblin jelly. Ramblin, yeah, rambling rabbit jelly, and which I would buy. It's not jam. It's not jam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's jelly. You know the difference between jelly and jam? Yeah, I do. Too. <laughs> I don't jelly my dick up your mom's ass. You don't? No. I thought you did. No. Oh. Well, thank you for not. I don't jelly it. No. I'm sure she appreciates it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. Oh, I yeah. heard, I didn't see the video along with it, I just heard mm-hmm. the audio of Alistair Black's promo, mm-hmm. and it sounded pretty fucking awful. Yeah. Apparently he was screaming for somebody to come in the door. I Yeah, he just wants someone to come. I, like, it seems like it's going to be Bray, but I don't know what's going on. I don't, I mean, I do want that, but not yet. These no. guys need wins. You can't have either of them losing yet. Right, exactly. And there's and enough shoddy DQ roll-up horseshit <clears throat> nonsensory going on. Mm-hmm. I don't need any more of that with Bray Wyatt. Or they could just... See, this is why we need time limits back. They need to fight to a time limit draw and then realize that they need a team together. Because a team of Bray Wyatt and Aleister Black where Bray's trying to... Do you want to do like a Seamus and Cesaro to do to do to do deal with? Yeah, not that far. No, like they need to team Bramus up. Like, and like Bray, Bray realize because right now Alistair Black's just like worships the occult, but Bray needs to like be like I am the occult. I am the occult, and you know I see greatness in you and. Brings out all these like supernatural powers out of Alistair Black. Kind they just of like need Bray's. to do something different, and they're not. Right. It's just the same old shit. And the things they do are doing different are the things people are talking about. Yeah. Like 24 7 and right. Firefly Funhouse. Right. It's the only Give two things that. that are different, and people talk about those. Mm-hmm. Because the, re- the other two and a half hours of, or yeah, probably. You know, four and a half of the five hours every week is bullshit. Yeah. It's all the same stuff. Something that's not quite and does uh, stand above and that BJ actually watched this week Mm -hmm. was the most exciting hour of wrestling in uh, television history, 205 Live. And you saw what I've been enjoying about it. Yeah. It's just, it's usually the last thing I get to and by then I'm done. It's the first thing I I get to these days. Because I watch NXT, I try to watch NXT Live. And then UK's on right after it, so I just watched Actually, that. it's funny. I get more excited <clears throat> to watch 205 at real live time than I do for NXT. Yeah. Just because NXT's pre-taped most of the time. I already know what's going to happen. Right. And I already I, saw the cool part of upcoming NXT tapings. Yeah, me too. I saw a nice return that we'll talk about. Three of them. Well, I got one in particular I'm excited to talk about. Yeah, but, me too. But yeah, 205 Live had a dope match between one Mr. Chad Gable yeah. and his new shiny. You and Chad but, Gable. Yeah. Yeah. Chad Gables, he's probably one of the best wrestlers in the business, mm-hmm. and he doesn't get a chance to do it. I want to see him and fucking Gargano. Yeah, they have it. I want to see him wrestling Gargano. I'm going to say that differently. 
No, you want to see him fucking Gargano. Yeah. I know you do. There, see, there was an and in there, but I know it was kind of quiet. <laughs> so, uh, no, that would be amazing. That would be a fun match. But, yeah. I'd be down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we had that Fatal 4-Way. The Fatal 4-Way. Which was fantastic, minus the ending. Right. Because we don't know who won. But I guess they got one more week before Stomping Ground, so they got to fill it somehow. I just hope whoever it is beats Tony Nese for the title. Me too. It's, it's, my, the thing is, like, I wanted one of the other two to win. Yeah, same. And not, yeah. Same. Not those two. Right. Because. I mean, I wanted Umberto Carrillo to win because right. he's fucking Umberto Carrillo. Yeah, I wanted Carrillo to win or I just had it. Who's the fourth guy? Well, I don't know who the other two you don't know are, but... The two winners. It was Gulak and Tazawa. Gulak, Tazawa, uh, Oni Lorcan, and... That's it. Oni Lorcan. Yeah. I would have been okay with Lorcan winning, too. Yeah, me too. But... But I'm enjoying... I'm enjoying everything Oni's doing these days. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Oni rules. He does. Yeah. I tweeted that out randomly. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Actually, it wasn't random. I was watching him wrestle and tweeted it out. I don't remember if it was on UK or NXT or 205. But it was one of them. It was dope. And then uh, NXT, what happened on NXT this week? I'm trying to remember. We got another Vanessa Bourne uh, promo backstage, which yeah. wrestler shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, um, what was it we had? Oh, we had the Undisputed Era wrestle mm-hmm. against... Is the main event. Uh, Oni and uh, Danny Birch mm-hmm. as a pseudo rematch from TakeOver 25. Yeah. Live from 25. And that was cool. Mm-hmm. It was a good match. Really good match. It was. Uh, <coughs> I coughed and it fogged, fogged up my glasses. Uh, it fogged um, up my glasses. It fogged up my glasses. It fogged my glasses at Buds. Um, <laughs> my glasses are all fogged up. Yeah, what else happened? Uh, oh, there was the fucking... Mira, no. Shafir and. Oh, yeah, Justin Duke. and Duke wrestled Candice LeRae and Io Shirai. Yeah. yeah. I that forgot happened. about that. And that just ended it, no. Baszler was there. Baszler, yeah. Baszler stayed up on the ramp. Yes. Which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Watching on. Mm-hmm. I liked that. I like Candice's new gear. Mm hmm. I like Candice. She's a good wrestler. She's just adorable. She's fun. She's spunky. Mm-hmm. It's a good word. She takes it in the butt. Yeah. I didn't watch UK, but uh, I heard Alexander Wolf showed up. Yeah. Imperium. Joined um, Imperium as he belongs. Because it was the three of Imperium, the original three versus British Strong Style in the main event. And well, Wolf was part of their ring conf gaming. Right. I'm just saying the original three right. in UK. Well, I was. I didn't know if you knew that. Yeah, so I, I knew, that. knew that. He was no, there. I knew okay, that. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was good times though. Joining back up. I, My glasses did not get flogged up when right. I coughed. Yeah, because you don't wear glasses. Yes. Yes. And because I cough better than you. I was trying to make it quiet, so like I covered my mouth and it like the air poked out the top right into my glasses. Oh, I gotcha. That's what happened. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that was the big news out of. You kidding? Yeah. I wonder if they're going to. Like, who's going to topple those four guys? Nobody um, for a while, I imagine. Let them run it for a little bit. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. There's not much you can do. Unless you... 
keep with Burgess Strong style. They need a fourth. But they would, yeah, they would need a fourth. And to my knowledge, they've never really had a fourth. Mm-mm. It's only been those three gents. Yeah. I don't know who you would add. I don't either. That's what I'm think, trying to think of is who on the roster would be a good addition to that. Mm. Cassie is oh no. Oh no. Oh uh, no. Someone tweeted out to this week that uh, it would be amazing at the next UK takeover if they get let Nigel have one match at that play at that against Pete Dunn. Mm. And Pete Dunn actually commented on it with the thinking face. And yeah. I wonder if Nigel would go for it. Right? But to give Nigel that one match on the big stage and I mean give Pete Dunn that rub of Beating Nigel McGinnis. Fucking Nigel McGinnis. The legend of Nigel McGinnis. Right. So. I just forget, what was wrong with Nigel? Didn't he get hurt? He got... For some reason, I don't remember the end of that documentary. Hepatitis. Oh, was that it? It took, like, fucking forever to clear out of his system. Oh, okay. And by the time it did, he kind of... Right. It had passed him by, basically, was the way he felt about it. Fair enough. That's how I recall that. Yeah. Watch the documentary. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be sweet. I so agree. Nigel joint. Nigel joins British Strong Style for the next six months. Six or, months. or a couple months, and then he turns on Pete Dunn and at the next takeover. Because that's August. Mm-hmm. And almost September. That'd be sweet. <coughs> yeah. That would be cool. Anything um, else WWE talk you want to talk about this week? No. No. There's not much to talk about. I mean, Shane McMahon talked a lot. The Miz literally came out and said, I'm forced to read this script, so I'm going to read this script. Yeah, that was so fucking stupid. It was dumb. That's a great way to start the scripted television show that mm-hmm. scripted about. Let's not get to that. No. Uh, instead, let's talk about number 36. Yeah. Rick Rude. Yes, Rick Rude. Ravishing. Sometimes. Ricky Rude. Uh, my match was from 1993. When was yours from, PJ? Oh, mine was... 80s. Right? 80s, yeah. You get to go first. All right. Uh, so mine was Rick Rude versus Roddy Piper in a cage match. Mm-hmm. Salad still cage? Huh? Salad still cage? Yeah, salad. Uh, this match was so fucking good. Like, so... I mean, it was the normal cage match stuff at the beginning, and then they uh, both started climbing over, and um, they got down and ended up jumping down at the exact same time. Okay. And it was excellent because, you know, if that happened WWE today, be like, oh, it's a draw, what do we do? And then they just finally fucking end the it. They go off the air or yeah. something. Nope. You know what they did? The ref said, no, you guys get back in here and fucking finish this match until there's a winner. Like they did an old school wrestling. Yeah. I like it. And it was fucking awesome. Restart the match. Team and team. yeah, they restarted the match. There they kicked the shit out of each matches other. matches with all the right. shit that goes on in the WWE these days. Right. Time limits would fix that. Yeah. No. A lot of that shit. Because that was my thought when they did. I was like, oh, fuck. Why is that? And then I was, they restarted it. I'm like, oh, yeah. This isn't modern day WWE. This is awesome. 
So yeah, they restarted it and they beat the shit out of each other for a good another ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh then Piper hit him with something and oh um was it Heenan? Past Brood Nux. And then Piper ended up getting him away from him and fucking blasted him in the face. Nice. And pinned him one, two, three. <coughs> but hell of a match. Rude. Yeah, I forgot how good Rude was as a wrestler. Because, you know, early 90s when we were kids watching, he he was a character. He was... Everybody was at that I mean, point. he was though. still... That's right. what everybody did. The character was way more important than the wrestling at that point. It was. Kind of, yeah. Kind of like now. Right. Except the characters Except suck. The, right. Wait, wait, they because Dana, because Dana Warrior is the one fucking in charge Dana of shit. We'll get to that. Um, that's that's anyway, for later. I know. Uh, but no, this was amazing. Like, his selling was fucking fantastic. Uh, yeah. Just really enjoyable. Um... Like, this is hard. Rain. Um, I'm gonna put him... Jesus Christ. Because, like, they told such a story in the rain. Yeah. I'm debating between him and AJ Styles, honestly. Okay. Is where I'm at. I gotcha. Like, I think Eddie and Benoit get the, get the nod here, but... And I think he's better than Edge. But I don't know. Tim and AJ, I'm tossing up right now. Well, I'm just going to go right on record and say that that's exactly where I'm going to place him at as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I was also, I agree he's better than Edge, but I had a hard time deciding between him and AJ Styles here as well. Yeah. Um, I watched um, Rick Rude take on the nature boy, Rick Flair. Fall Brawl 1993, we had Jesse the Body Ventura and Tony Schiavone on commentary. Michael Buffer was your ring announcer, but this wasn't even the main event. No, it was not, because it's Fall Brawl, so obviously, right. uh, yeah. Um, uh, Rick, uh, Rick Flair came to the ring accompanied by his lady of the evening, not that is not actually the term I wanted to use at all, because that's not what she was, uh, Fifi. Remember Fifi, I'm sure. His lady for the evening. Well, no, that's not even right either because it wasn't just like this was a deal, like they were a right. thing at this point in the story. Okay. Whatever. Or his just valet. Yeah, but it was implied valet. there was more than that. And so, you know, I'm It's always important. So this is ninety three, so you're waiting you're waiting for, for the, the call. Buffer makes his call and he says, you know, as Flair starts to take his robe off, he goes, Before the match, Flair would like to say a few words and Rick comes up, Rick Rude, sorry, extra pronouns, pal. Rude <laughs> comes up and grabs the mic and before Flair can finish taking his robe off. And I'm like, here it comes. He's going to have those airbrushed tights with Rick Flair's face on his crotch. You know he's going to. I'm just waiting for it. I don't remember this, but it's going to be dope to see Flair's face air tight, airbrushed on, you know, mm-hmm. on, his, on his tights. And instead, he holds up a little towel thing uh, with Flair's face on it bruised and bloodied up and okay. says, like, I'm sorry, Mr. Rude, or something like that. Mm. Um, and I'm like, oh, what? That's... 
And then he takes it off. He starts to undo the robe, and he's like, and I'm going to take Fifi by the end of the night. Fifi's down his pants. Her face is right on his crotch. Then on the, each nice. ass cheek has a heart on it, and they're together, and it says nice. Rick and Fifi on it. It was fantastic. Nice. Um, That's perfect. So you got the, the character, and then we got the match. And what a fucking match. This was a 25 to 30 minute back and forth. Nice. Just awesome, awesome fucking wrestling match. Um, like Rick Flair, I I don't remember a match with Rick Flair having like this much consecutive offense. Like Rick Flair was always such a good seller that he sold a lot in his matches. But Rick Rude was such a good player uh, seller that he also sold really well in his matches. Um, both guys looked awesome. The only thing I didn't like about the match is for the first like twenty minutes of it. Ric Flair worked Rude's arm. Okay. His finisher is the figure four leg block. He should have worked the leg for the first 20 minutes, not the arm. But he worked the left arm for the first 20 or so minutes of the match, which was just weird. Um, And then completely forgot about it to start working on the leg. Oh. Because, like, I mean, if you think about it, though, the arm, because then you can't... Because if your legs are tied up, you can't do anything to roll over, you know. But, like... He just yeah, if he gave up on it to go to the, leg. to the leg to yeah. start setting up for the figure four leg lock yeah, that's... more than halfway through the match. It was right. weird. It's the only thing that took away from it, though. Mm. Uh, Ric Flair hits the Rude Awakening nice. and gets the very near two, uh, two count before Rude barely gets his foot on the rope to break it. That's when Flair locks in the figure four, but the ref isn't looking. And Rude pulls the knuckles out of his tights, punches Flair, one, two, three, takes the win, and is your new heavyweight champion of the world. Ravishing Rick Rude. That's awesome. That belt looked, that big gold looked dope around his waist, Mm -hmm. too. Um, Yeah, same as you, I kind of forgot how good he was because his character was so strong, that's what sticks out as a kid. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense because as a kid, the characters are what sucked me into wrestling in the first place. You know, the Repo Mans, Duke the Dumpster Drosies, Brett the Hitman, Hearts, or actually I guess the Heart Foundation to be more accurate with the time. Uh, Doink the Clown, Macho Man Randy Savage, the Immortal Hulk Hogan, Andre, Mm -hmm. Coco Beware. I was a big Coco Mark back in the day. Well, yeah, he had a fucking bird. Right. He was the bird man. It was dope. He's the original Birdman. Fuck you, Christian. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a fucking fantastic match, and as I said, it's gonna be. I don't know if he's better or if AJ Styles is better. Yeah, it's a tough it's call. It's really tough. It's a really tough call. I will tell you one thing: I would have loved to see a match between those two, both in their prime. Like if you had it, took AJ in his prime versus Rick Rude in his prime. Yeah. I think uh, I've watched more Ric Flair than anybody throughout this 100 wrestler. I think this is like the fourth or fifth match I've watched with Ric Flair in it. I've watched more Piper. Just how do you say no? I've watched so much Piper. So I almost watched my next one against Piper too, but I'm like, that would be three in a row, so. I did for you. Did you? Nice. Yeah, my next match is against Piper. I don't know if it's the same one you were going to watch, but. Probably. Maybe, I don't know. It's good. But yeah. News and rumors? Yeah. We got some of those. You go first? Yeah, I'm just pulling them up here. I didn't have those ready because I still, I forgot to get it after the Dominion card. Um, I don't have separated, so I'm just going to mm-hmm. go through. Um, 
PW Insider's reporting that Bray Wyatt will actually be at Raw next week. It doesn't mean he's going to be on TV, but he's actually going to be there, and that hasn't happened yet. So maybe mm-hmm. we'll be getting his debut soon here. Um, uh, apparently, Wrestling Observer is reporting that um, everybody backstage is really behind Aleister Black, so we should expect to see him get a push when he's finally back in ring again. Well, that would be dope. So that'll be nice, at least. He deserves <laughs> it. I mean, he's really weird. good, and he's really good. Um... We could just get some more in him and Finn Balor, and he takes the Intercontinental from Finn. Um, he's not scheduled for anything yet, but apparently this is official. Fandango has returned to NXT. Wait, what? Fandango. Oh, yeah. He's back in NXT. He's yeah. not scheduled for anything yet, but he's officially back in NXT. He was, Yeah. Are we going to talk about the tapings? I mean, the because there's three. I only know about two, so apparently there's something I don't know. So we can talk about the taping. Jeff. Well, I mean, it's just this, the, so let's do it. I mean, if you got something about this taping, why? Because there was three. There was three that showed up. Okay, the one I know is for sure is Killian Dane. Yeah, Killian him. Dane, Fandango, and Apollo Cruz. Okay, I did not hear about. Uh, I did not hear about Fandango appearing already in one of the tapings. Mm-hmm. I. Thought Apollo Crews was still a rumor because I hadn't seen that yeah. at anything. But yeah. I saw the footage of Killian Dane, and apparently mm-hmm. he's feuding with Matt Riddle to start off. Yes. So yeah. Do you see the clip too? Yes. It's sweet. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that. Um. Actually, that's all I've got for this week. Oh really? Okay. I didn't make notes this week because I was so fucking busy at work. I just didn't right. note anything, and that's the real problem here. Yeah. And I spent the rest of my time with the next two segments that we're doing. So there you go. Fair enough. What do you got? Uh what else you got, I guess? I have um there was a clip last week, uh Finn Balor drunk at the race, and mm-hmm. there was that reporter that he came up and you know, they said they were dating. Well apparently on that trip he uh proposed to her and they are now engaged. So good for him. Congratulations, Finn. Yeah. Yeah. Never thought. I mean, the stories you hear from Gallows and Anderson. Yes. About how much. <laughs> yeah. Finn about Finn get, Balor. About Let's Finn just Balor. Say that. We'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of surprised, but hey. You're right. Whatever. Poor Kathy Kelly, too. Like, it happens. But if she ever. Kathy Kelly, if you're out there listening, Slide sliding them DMs and. E double E J two double zero four. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I got your back, bro. Uh, Kurt Angle is adopting a son. Me too. So, and it's not um, Jason Jordan. It's not Jason Jordan. It's Chad Gable. It's Chad. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Uh, the third hour of Raw dipped below two million again. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I'm not. I'm surprised any hours yeah. above two. That dip dip below two million million, but guess what? Surpassed three million. The Moxley showed a video mm. from after the show. Over three million views on that. Vince has to be freaking with this now next show selling out in fourteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, and that's one thing we didn't. Yeah, all out sold out in fourteen minutes. Mm-hmm. This weekend. We, we got we did get tickets resell and we, we are going. We yeah. got good fucking seats too. Good seats, but 
God, we paid a lot. Um, so going to be worth But it. whatever. Uh, we just got to get our star, ta- star cast badges now. And we're right. set. Yep. And I think we'll go the same route we went last mm-hmm. time. I don't think we need to spend the extra for I don't either. Fuck that. Right. Um, but yeah, sold out that quick. And there's still like half the arena for stomping grounds that's, you know, next week right. for sale. So tells you something. Um, I did see pictures of how empty Monday Night Raw was this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I forgot to write this down, but it remind you say about numbers and stuff reminded me. I did see rumors, although not from any source that I would trust at this point, but mm-hmm. rumors that the WWE production team had to move people into better seats on the hard cam side so it didn't look empty for TV. That's hilarious. But I saw a picture of Becky Lynch during the show, like mm-hmm. while I was live on TV. And the non-hard cam side is bare. Like, yeah. I don't tell only like a couple seats here and there. I mean, like most of it was empty. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, they got to be. Yeah. I, I don't know what else. Like when people are unhappy, people are unhappy. And we're going to have an alternative here. And the weird thing is. We're four is, months away. This is one of the few times that us vocal internet people are consistent on what we want fixed. Mm-hmm. And like. We're literally telling you what to fix, and you're not fixing it. Exactly. It just so, doesn't make sense. Yeah. You've done it. it other times. You did it with Daniel Bryan. Right. We were very vocal about that. You fixed it. We did mm-hmm. it about Kobe Kingston. You fixed it. We were vocal about Becky Lynch. You fixed it. Right. But they can't fix the big... And then we say we want something different, and you do it, and we actually like that stuff. Right. But it's the all the same shit that Shane McMahon is not a professional wrestler. I don't want to see Shane. I don't want to see any McMahon on a TV show anymore. No. I'm done with the. I was done with him in the '90s when Stone Cold retired. Mm-hmm. That should have been the end of fucking McMahon's on TV. Yep. I don't even care to see Triple H that much anymore. I'm fine with him being in a backstage role. Yeah. If you keep relying on your stars from the '90s to be the stars of your shows, you're never going to get mm-hmm. anybody over ever. Ever. Um. So Chris Jericho, about this all-out stuff, uh, he's been doing this whole Twitter tirade about, um, you know, he wants thanks for pretty much everything. So I mean, he, yeah. So the first one was just the not getting a thanks for selling out double or nothing. Right. And which they did. Which they did. Um, and then the one, then the last, the second one was he was pulling out a fighter fest. Yes. Uh, the next show because, um, which is free by the way, but yeah, which is going to be free on Bleacher Report Live, which is dope. Yeah. I definitely want to watch it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but he was going to pull out because of, you know, not getting thank yous and blah, blah. I usually pull out because I don't want babies. Right. But... And then Corey Taylor of Slipknot, uh, also said he was pulling out yes. a fighter fest due to unsafe conditions and a lack of real consideration for the talent or the fans. And the funny thing is, neither of these people were ever booked for fighter fest. <laughs> like that's the best part. Jericho was never going to yeah, be Jericho a fighter was fest. Never booked for it, nor was Corey for it. <laughs> right. Neither of his bands were <laughs> um, for that. And I think that like it was amazing. I saw uh, someone asked Jericho why Judas wasn't on the restream of yeah, the New I Japan show. Mm-hmm. And this actually blew my mind. The reason for it was because New Japan didn't pay an extra fee, apparently, to yeah. allow them to use it on like the rebroadcast. Like five grand or something. And I'm like, 
It's your fucking song, Jericho. It's yeah. your fucking song, you greedy bastard. Right. Let it, you can use your own song without paying for it. And you can allow them to use your song without no, they paying never, for it. No, they never told him. They never told him. That was the thing. They never told him they wanted to use it? No, they used it there. Live, right. But they couldn't do it in America. Right. Because they didn't pay for it. Right. But he did. they never told Jericho. Told him what? That, that they couldn't use it in America. So he didn't even know they could He didn't even oh. know. Because I'm like, that right. doesn't make any sense for him. No. This is a guy that like paid for Kamala to have a fucking right. house. No, he actually came out and he said, if they would have fucking told me, I would have paid it myself. He's like, yeah, but no one told him. That's so he didn't know. Fucking and obviously because it was playing in the they arena. They assumed it was playing. Yeah. Right. But it was. Because I didn't wonder about that during the, when I was watching it too. Mm-hmm. Like, huh, that's weird that they're not, I, because they saw that you get the thing at the beginning, the music's been changed for licensing right. purposes. And I'm like, well, yeah, they don't have the rights to play it here. I'm fine with mm-hmm. that. They always do that. Yeah. It's whatever. Right. But, but then, not his. Yeah, yeah, his is his. Right. But no, that's what, yeah, no one ever told him. Gotcha. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. What else you got for us? Uh, a couple people donating uh, some or auctioning off gear to for different causes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sami Zayn apparently he was a guest referee on Monday night. I don't remember that. Uh, I mean, I didn't watch, so obviously. I think but it was the main event. That's obviously. Oh yeah, that's right. It was. Corbin, Kevin Owens. Something like something. that. I don't know. But, um, the New Day. Oh, that's such. right. Or, or some such. Match? I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, he was, he was, he's auctioning off the referee shirt for his cause, Sammy for Syria. Yes. And that's then Mia Yim is going to be donating her gear to the Innocence Project, which helps wrongly accused, uh, convicted people fight for justice reform and stuff. So, Gotcha. Um, so that's pretty cool. Right. I always like that. Yeah. Um, let's see. <clears throat> oh, Lance Storm. There's a couple Lance Storm things this week that I really enjoyed. Yeah, he's his um, Twitter in the last like six months or so. He's mm-hmm. he's been more active, and it made me realize right. that he's really good at Twitter. And he, so the first one was uh, him saying, and I like this idea that they should unify all the titles and then just make the champions the wild cards. Like, obviously, they're the ones that you want on both shows or should be your top people. Just get rid of some of these titles and have them cross-branded. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then the other one was a story about um, when Lance Cade died. Okay. Apparently, Dave he heard this from Dave Meltzer, that Vince McMahon called Dave Meltzer, who he hadn't hear, heard from in years... And asked him about Lance Storm dying. <laughs> and then when he found out it was Lance Cade, he called Dave back and left another message that said, never mind, it's a different guy. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and Lance is like, why the fuck would Vince like have to reach out to Dave Meltzer right. if it was, Excuse you me. know? That doesn't make any sense. Right. But he thinks it's because, like, Lance Storm is one of the most straight-edge wrestlers ever. And he thought if he died from an overdose or something, gotcha. like, we're fucked. Like, right. if Lance Storm is, is doing this shit, the rest of everything's fucked. Like, yeah. So, <clears throat> that was pretty funny. It is. I like that. Um, And apparently, the finish... Uh, 
to the Gable Gallagher match was not supposed to be that ten count. Oh, Gallagher really? was actually supposed to make it in. I thought that looked a little botched and was unsure what happened mm-hmm. there. That's neat. Maybe they'll storyline it and have a rematch or some such out of it. Yeah. Because their match was fucking dope. It was. Cool. Um, we had talked previously that they want to put on FS1 uh, a weekly WWE like news show. And... Which this is probably no surprise, but Renee Young's the leading candidate to host that show. I saw that, yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah, that is pretty too obvious a clue. Um, <laughs> this is so fucked. Uh, so Vince, Stephanie, Triple H, and Kevin Dunn were not at Raw or SmackDown this week. Yes. So they kind of left creative in charge. Yep. Uh, which includes one Dana Warrior. <laughs> Who has apparently been working hands-on with Lacey Evans. Mm -hmm. What the fuck does Dana Warrior know about wrestling? Her husband was a wrestler. Right. She's had lots of knowledge injected into her over the years, I imagine. Into every hole she has. I guess. Ultimately. I don't understand. They They need to get rid of these fucking... They need to get rid of these Hollywood writers and these people who don't know shit about wrestling and fucking hire wrestlers to do that. I I feel like from everything I heard that we shouldn't be blaming the writers because they don't even get a legit fair chance and that Vince is the real problem. That's true, but I still think some of those writers shouldn't be there as writers. Like, we need, you need, I think you need. I feel like wrestling doesn't need writers. Yeah. That's true. I mean, that's. Yeah, more so. But if you're going to. uh, At least do it fucking right and get some good ones. Exactly. I think they need to hire, like, soap opera writers. I mean, you figure soap operas, they go on 300 days a year. Yeah. You know? And. That's what I always thought WWE, like, I'll admit it, when I was with Steph, she would watch All My Children, and I would watch that with her. I watched Jailer yeah. Hospital yeah. back in the day. But if you look at those those shows, when they go on, you don't see every character every week. Mm-mm. You know, you see a few of them. Shit, there was times time. you didn't see Luke and Laura for months. Right. Like, no, and that's what they need to do with... WWE. Well, they're doing that now. They're just doing it wrong because they never rotate the cast of characters you see and don't see. It's just the same fucking 12 people over and over and over and over again for five hours spread over two fucking nights. Right. It's just too much. What else you got for us? Um, Speaking of that, uh, Batista says the WWE's creative process is a nightmare that has become worse. I saw that. Yeah. Um, I saw that too. And then... Uh, at before the NXT tapings this week, apparently Stephanie McMahon had a little uh, pep talk with all the NXT performers, um, and basically told them that you know they can be bigger stars in WWE, and there's no reason to leave, and they should stay. All should stay there, and you know see this thing out. And Sounds like damage. Talked about me. their uh, social media presence and how big of stars, you know, more eyes they can reach and blah 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 and yeah. Sounds like damage control. It does to me too. Hey, uh speaking of NXT, apparently mm-hmm. they had uh tryouts recently for women for the UK division. 
Yeah. And early rumors coming out of that is my favorite female wrestler, Session Moth Martina, may have gotten signed to a UK deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be fucking dope. Yeah. But, yeah. NXT she UK would be my favorite show. Yeah, she can't completely do her character in WWE. It'll need revamped a little bit. Yeah, because she can't do the beer and stuff. Right. Not these days. Mm-hmm. Not like Stone Cold did. But, but still. I think she could do it. Mm-hmm. And that's so, fine. She's more than just a character. She's a good wrestler, too. So, mm-hmm. what else you got for us, PJ? Uh, the last piece I have oh. is amazing. Oh, actually, we're speaking. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's it? But yeah, we're 52 minutes in. I okay. didn't feel like we've been talking that long. No. Uh, amazing Red is retiring. I didn't see that. And he will... It just came out four hours ago. Oh, okay. Um, I haven't been on Reddit today. And apparently he will have his last match against Will Osprey. Nice. So... That's cool. Um, Where at or for whom? New Japan? Can I see it, I guess, is the more important yeah. question. Um, I don't know. Okay. I'm reading, but... Uh, game maybe Gamecocks gamification um oh they yeah they don't know where oh magic magic land magicville margarita land hey buds we've got a new old segment for you or an old new segment I don't know which way that goes birthday death day (laughs) I feel like it's a good name for it. Birthday death day. Birthday death day. Uh, I guess we'll start off the with the, the death anniversaries because it's sadder and that list is shorter. Okay. Um, this week being the week of the 16th of June, 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the 18th, we have Vader. That's still a little sad. Uh, on the 19th, we have Stan Stasiak and Chandler Biggins. For all of us AIW guys here. Yeah. And then on the 22nd, uh, Buddy Landell and Woman. Yeah. Also a sad one, Woman. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad all women's not. Just that one. Just, just that one. one. Just woman herself. Woman, not woman. Uh, and then birthdays for the week of June 16th. On the 16th, mm-hmm. we have Razor. Nice. We have Sandman. The Ultimate Warrior. And Buddy Roberts. Okay. On the 17th, we have Minoru Suzuki. On the 18th, we have Bruiser Brody. Nice. The 19th, we have Wahoo McDaniel. The 20th, we have Jessica Havoc, Rampage Jackson, and Coco Beware. And on the 21st is Matt Stryker, Anthony Michaels, and Jay Youngblood. And then on Saturday, the 22nd, we have John Tenta, uh, Cindy Lauper, and Naito. Nice. Who's only a year older than me. Nice. He was born in 82. I have everybody's year of birth right. and death except for Jessica Havoc. Because she's head. alive and I don't right. talk about living women's birthdays. Yeah. How it's my birthday you? next week and I get to go to the jury duty. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. You're actually well... You're well, I don't know. I got a call. I got a call. Like, most people don't know they have to go no. already. I have to call Wednesday, but... So that's I'm birthday. probably going to have to go. That was birthday death day, buds. Yeah. And now we're going to move on real quick to Daryl's dinghy. Toot toot. This will be a quick one. I, I haven't even talked to BJ about this, but... No, he just told me he has a dinghy. I do. And he's going to show me. I did. Uh, I'm going to tell you about it more so than show it to you, because okay. it's not really something I can show you. You listen to some wrestling podcasts as well. A couple. And... Uh, yeah, once in a while. Yeah. 
And I mean, you see a lot of wrestling stuff on TV, and there's been see. a lot of talk lately about people inside the wrestling business talking about or being upset or questioning why fans care about wrestling ratings. Mm-hmm. I guess ultimately my question is, why do so many people in the wrestling business care about what aspects of it we enjoy? Like, we're paying yeah. you to do what you want, so just do it. Right. Quit bitching about what parts of it we like and what parts we don't. And maybe do something about it to capitalize on what we don't and don't like about it. Mm-hmm. You know why we're talking about the ratings? Because it is a big deal. It is. They're like, it's not that big of a deal. But, but no, it is a big deal because it's a lot of fucking low? money they get tied into these ratings. Right. If they don't bring these ratings up, they don't get deals like this. Then they can't pay the guys the money that they're paying. And they don't right. have 250 people on their fucking roster. Right. It's wonderful. I mean, I they they need and not just that, but all of it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, people are complaining about blah 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 blah. That that's that's our right as a fan of something. Like, we're right. paying for this stuff to exist. So you know yeah. how many people I saw bitching about the final season of Game of Thrones? Right, I, way more than I see about wrestling. Right? Probably because more people watch Game of Thrones than wrestling, but yeah. still, still, you know, you have a right. You know how much I. Bitched about the last season of, well, probably the last five seasons of How I Met Your Mother, but especially the last season. Like, but the thing is, the I, don't, I don't hear, and like, that's the other thing they do, like, well, people don't talk about the ratings and everything else. And yeah, they fucking do. That's all I heard about how poor yeah. the ratings were for Game of Thrones compared to every other fucking season. Right. And then my whole fucking Reddit feed got full of charts of other TV shows yeah. and how their ratings all dropped off in the last season. Like, right. You're not special wrestling. You think no. you are still, but you're you're just another form of entertainment these days. And I think maybe yep. that's why WWE is failing, is they mm-hmm. don't understand that. Right. You're not just competing against a- AEW right. and Ring of Honor and New Japan. You're competing against iPhones yeah. and every fucking app in existence mm-hmm. and everything. I mean... you're Yeah. You're competing for people's time. Is basically what you're doing. And, and when so many people spend so much of it consuming social media, like... Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, that even shows with WWE when their social media gets better numbers than their TV ratings. It does. Because that's where they're getting views at. It is. Oh, yeah. They got, you know, a billion fucking subscribers or some shit across all More social More than, like, media. every sport in existence. Right. But... I don't know if anything has more social media presence than the WWE does. Not much. I mean, I know all their numbers are skewed because they count all their wrestlers, social media followers, right. and stuff. But still, I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. they. I mean, nobody else has the presence on social media like they do. No, no, not not whatsoever. They do a good job of taking advantage mm-hmm. of it. But the thing is, most of that's the wrestlers putting themselves over. Which right. maybe you should just let them do that. Yeah. On Imagine TV, that. and you could have billions of people watching it on TV, right? Instead of less than two million, right? I don't know. I just don't understand we'll why so many people in the business are concerned about what aspects I choose to be entertained by. Like, mm. not that it's a choice because I don't really pick what entertains me; it right. just does or it doesn't. I'm curious to see what AEW does in ratings the first first few weeks, like. I don't think it compares. No, I it's don't not either. Come close, but they said they'd be happy with four hundred thousand. I think they beat that. I think they could get half a million. I think. Yeah. I think the other thing going for them is that they're picking the perfect time to be causing the buzz they are because mm-hmm. 
this is the fr- probably first time ever that casual fans are looking for something else if they want to keep watching wrestling. Right. This is, I mean, it's the first time we've ever seen the WWE's ratings this low, which means the casuals are dropping. It's not mm-hmm. just us. It's not just the people that follow the internet right. shit and, and the buds out there. Yep. It's everybody else. Uh, I guess that takes us on to number 35. Mr. Wonderful, mm-hmm. Paul Orndorff. Yeah, you go the first this time. I do. I watched Paul Orndorff take on Roddy Piper. Yeah. Uh, from. Uh, either July or September thirteenth, nineteen eighty-five. Okay. Can you not read your handwriting or? I mean, it's <laughs> it's very clearly a seven, uh-huh. but I cross my sevens because uh-huh. my handwriting's so bad, and that's not crossed. So now I'm like, is that a really bad nine? That's funny. I don't know. Uh, we had Gorilla Monsoon and Lord Alfred Hayes on commentary for the match. Nice. Um, it was pretty good. Uh, I mean, it wasn't as good as the match I just talked about earlier between mm-hmm. Rick Rude and Ric Flair, but it was a pretty good match. I think Paul Orndorff is another one of those guys that I kind of, I don't know, as a kid, I didn't give a shit about Paul Orndorff. Me. Like, he... Well, he was basically done by, I mean, wrapping up. He was having the end of his run when we got in, when I got into WWE, yeah, at least. Me too. You know, I wasn't watching in 85... But he looked pretty good. He was in good shape. Um, he was built. I mean, he was muscular. He was decent mm-hmm. ring. He could sell decent. His offense was fine. Um, it was a pretty solid back and forth match. Nothing really stood out though. That was kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, eighty five. Nothing from those for us do because wrestling changed so much. We've talked about it before. This is one of those matches that was a little bit more difficult to watch because. Mm-hmm. It was an old school wrestling match, and right. the way wrestling's evolved, it's hard for me to go back and watch those kind of matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bob Orton ends up coming out and prevents Paul Orndorff from getting the win over Piper, and then they just beat the shit out of uh, Mr. Wonderful for a while. Mm-hmm. The British Bulldogs finally do come to the rescue, though, and save okay. Paul Orndorff. Nice. Um, all that shenanigans at the end was the second best part of the match. The commentary between Gorilla and Lord Alfred Hayes was the best part of the match. Nice. Um, they're good together. Gorilla's good with everybody on commentary. Oh, yeah. Um, as far as where they're going to go on the list, um, he's going to slide back. <sighs> Scott Hall was better. He, he Kane was probably better. He's, he's going to go back a ways, I think, on my mm-hmm. list. I was not very impressed with him here, honestly, compared to the top ten here. Now, just looking back on guys we locked in, he wouldn't slide too much farther back, though, than who we have remaining on our list. Right. Um, But I think he's definitely worse than Kane, so he's going to fall back to below Kane on my list. Fair enough. Uh, How was your match, BJ? Hopefully Uh, better than mine. Yeah, mine was. I thought it was. Uh, Mine was Paul Orndorff versus Bob versus versus Bob Orton Jr. Okay. Um, and I mean, in the beginning, mine was pretty slow. I, I tuned out a couple times in the beginning, but uh, it kind of it picked up. Like they were beating the fuck out of each other. Um, top rope moves that I wouldn't have expected out of these two. Yeah, um, me either. I mean, just Bob Orton and, and Mr. Wonderful yeah. are two guys I imagine going up to the top yeah. rope. Yeah, or Wonderful went up to the top rope. When was your from? Eighty. 
So same time frame as mine. Yeah. When was yours? 85? Yeah. yeah 85. Mine was... Mine was 83. Okay. That's right. So yeah. a couple years before mine. I had 85 and 83 in my head, and I knew it was whatever yours wasn't. But yeah, so 83. Um, but no, they beat the fuck out of each other. The finish... I loved the finish. Okay. Uh, basically, wonderful, or Orndorff went up to the top rope, hit a knee, pinned Orton, kicked out. Okay. Punched him a couple times, went back up to the top rope, hit another drop knee, or hit another knee, uh, went for the pin, one, two, kicked out. Okay. So he picks up Orton, puts him in the corner, and just starts fucking beating the fuck out of him. Nice. Like, just pummeling with fist after fist after fist. The ref tried to get it, break it up, uh, Orndorff pushes him away, away goes back into it. Nice. Uh... Ref comes back in, he just fucking clocks the ref the second time, and uh, goes back to punching Orton, and then uh, the third time, the ref gets up, and yeah, he just clocks him again, like knocks him out for a good minute, beats the fuck out of him, and the ref gets up and calls it. I I really like the ending, because you could tell this was like the blow-off of a feud. That was the thing with mine, is this was setting stuff up, and I think that's why my match wasn't that good, is because they didn't get, they only had eight minutes or so to even get going, so they didn't have much time to really build up to anything, and then... See, mine was like 16 and so, DQ came. so I think if it would have been a longer match, I would have enjoyed mm-hmm. it more. Um, so honestly, I disagree. I'm going to put him higher on this list because uh, I thought he did really well. And honestly, if he was probably, and I know his spot in the 70s was higher up. Right. Like, I think if he was eight years, ten years younger, he could have been. I wish I would have watched a match Hulk earlier Hogan. in his career, honestly. Right. I really do. I wish I would have watched something a little bit earlier. I think that also took away was it was towards the end. Mm-hmm. But Piper looks so much better in the, my match than Orndorff yeah. did. So where are you thinking he's gonna roughly? Probably like because I think I put I think I put Backlund between Randy Orton and McFoley. Yes, I believe so. And then I would put him right behind Backlund. Okay. So still better than McFoley right behind. I'm gonna watch a couple more older Orndorff matches before we lock in and reevaluate yeah, my placement. I thought it's that much disparity between the two of our placements. Yeah, because I thought he did. Say he did really well. The aggression in his face, like he was. Yeah. Well, buds, why don't you so, settle the debate and tell us what yeah. you think of Paul Orndorff? You can hit us up at budsww on the Twitter machine. That's BudsWW. Email the Gmail at the same place. Right. You can always hit me up over at D-A-R-R-H-A-E-L-L underscore G-U-N-S at Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I'm at Beej2004. That's B-W-E-J-2-0-4. Leave us a five-star comment, a rating and comments, I mean, and yeah. we'll read your comments on the air. And yeah. If you tweet we us, we'll read your yeah. tweets on the air. And, right. And, um... Everything. I guess that's it. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell everybody. Tell your dog. Tell your rabbits. Yeah. And your llamas. Tell Ramblin' Rabbit. He's dead again, though. He'll probably come back. I hope so. Yeah, he's like Ken. Early season. Kill Ramblin'. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. For more Ken. Until next time, buds. That's BJ over there. Boom to that stereo over there. Peace out, guys. See you. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do.
do too, and I want lunch. Yeah. Lunch Bitches. Bitches. Sound check. Sound check. I actually already checked it. Hey, did you? Technically. Just because I did this five seconds of silence. Jesse the Body Ventura and Tony Shaw. Nice. Yeah. They call Fall Brawl 93 and they're a really good job together. Nice. Sometimes. Nice. Oh yeah, fuck you. Whenever you're ready. Okay.